Shalom Aleichem, it is Dalet Sivan, and it is day 48, and the Mishnayomi is finishing, God willing, Shkalim, and beginning today, Yuma. So we are holding in chapter Chet, Mishnachet, 8-8. Avrei HaTamid, the limbs from a Tamid offering. The Tamid was the one they brought one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Tamid daily, constant offering. Nitonin Machatzi Akevish Lamata, you'd put it on the bottom half of the ramp. Bemarav, on the west side of the ramp. Now, when are we putting them there? So there's a Mishnah in Tamid, which goes through the order of the daily service, and not just the sacrificial service, but the prayer service. The Kohanim would also be davening, and what happened was they would pick up the limbs after they butchered the Tamid, and they'd put them here on the bottom half of the Mizbeach, and they would go run and daven. they daven Shema with the Brachot, and then they'd come back, and they'd do the Ketoret, and then they'd come back and schlep the limbs all the way up to the Mizbeach and put them on the fire. And the limbs from a carbon musaf, nitanin mechatsi kevish, lamata bamizrach. Those go on the bottom half of the ramp up to the Mizbeach on the east side. Now keep in mind the ramp runs north to south. The ramp is kind of on the south side of the Mizbeach, starts in the south and goes up towards the north. So you can put some limbs on the east side, some limbs on the west side of this ramp. The Shoroshe Chodoshim and the limbs of the Rosh Chodesh offerings, nitanin al karkov hamizbeach. Milmala. They are put on the Karkov. Now, the ledge, this, this Karkov is a ledge that goes all the way around the Mizbeach. There's a picture in the art scroll, if you don't have it in front of you. So there's a base to the Mizbeach, and then it goes up an Amma, in an Amma, and then it goes up another five Amot, so six Amot off the ground. There's this Karkov, another indentation before it goes up again uh, to the top. So for Rosh Chodesh, the limbs were put there temporarily, and that really helps because you, you don't have to announce Yale Viyavo for the Rosh Chodesh Shimonis, right? Because people see that the limbs are there in a different place, and they realize it's Rosh Chodesh. Now the Mishnah goes on, Hashikolim, this half a shekel, the whole topic of this Mesechta, Habikurim, and the first fruit offering, Einogim Elabifnei Abayit. These only apply when we have a temple in Yerushalayim. We hope to have a temple very soon, God willing, before Shvot. Now the Mishnah goes on, Aval Meiser, Dogon Meiser Behema Bechorot, but the tithe of crops, of grains, and the tithe of animals, and the Bechor, the firstborn to an animal, Noagin, they still apply, Bein Bifnei Abayit, with the temple, Bein Shalom Bifnei Abayit, even without the temple. Now we mentioned in Mesechet Meisrot that from crops, from grains, that we do separate Meiser, and there are certain kulot we use to be maholo them onto coins. We can put the value of it transferred onto a coin. Now Meiser Behema, we don't do this anymore. We don't separate the 10th animal as Meiser Behema, and the reason is takola. If you separate it as Meiser Behema, you call it Meiser Behema, then you have a carbon walking around. Now if the carbon gets a moom, you could eat it at home, but until then, it's mamish, it's a carbon, it's kodshim. So our sages made a takana that we should not separate Meiser Behema anymore. Now you might ask from the famous Tosvos in Shabbat Nun Dalad Ahmed Beis. And the Tosvos there brings a famous kasha of Rabbeinu Tam. If it's not famous, it's famous right now. We're making it famous. And Rabbeinu Tam asked the kasha, Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, remember, was very, very rich. He's so rich, he separated 12,000 newborn animals as his Meiser Behema every year. Now, Taisos goes through, he was probably very, very young, like 12 or 13 years old at the time of the Chorban. So what do we mean separated? So maybe it was an apotropos, a legal guardian, who was separating on his behalf. Recall Rabbi Elazar when Azari was very young, he's the one who said, Hare ani keben shivim shana. I am as if 70 years old, because he was appointed Rosh Yeshiva, that's in Brachot 
27b, they appointed him when he was only 18 years old, and that was only a few years after the Chorban, so he must have been very, very young at the time of the Chorban, so maybe it was a guardian, but then Tosheth says, Yesh Lomar, Dekodim Gezerah, Hava Meiser, that it, they didn't go there immediately to stop setting Meiser Behemoth. There were a number of years, perhaps a while, after the Chorban of the Temple, where they still separated Meiser Behemoth, and that's where Elzar ben was famously rich for having 12,000 animals as Meiser Behemoth every year. Now, Bechorot, the firstborn animal, we can't just tell people, oh yeah, just don't separate it, because it's Kodosh Merechem. It has the status of Bechor, of a carbon from the womb of its mother. So what we do nowadays, and we've done for thousands of years, is we make a, a, a shituf, we make a partnership, a shutfut, with a non-Jew, and that's mafkia the Kedusha, of the mother animal, that it shouldn't be a Bechor when it comes out. So if one of the partners in the mother, a co-owner, is not Jewish, then the firstborn child doesn't have the status of a carbon, and he's not a bachor, and he's not, you know, causing problems of having a carbon running around in your flock. Now the Mishnah finally concludes, Hamaktish shekolim ubikorim, somebody who designates a coin or a fruit as his shekel or as a bikorim, hareze kodesh, it's a valid designation. So what he has to do without the temple, and without the temple to bring your, your shekolim, your bikorim to, he has to let it rot without getting any benefits, and the shekel, maybe throw in the Dead Sea, make sure no one's going to get it. Rabbi Shimon, whoever, Rabbi Shimon qualifies, so Omer Bikurim Kodesh, someone tries to sanctify Bikurim without a temple, Enon Kodesh. Now the Bartner explains this because Rabbi Shimon says the Torah links Bikurim to the temple. You have to bring the Bikurim to the temple. Without a temple, there's no such thing as Bikurim. However, there's still theoretically an Indian of Shekolim, but instead of saying, this is my shekel, you can always give to the building fund, Baruch Hashem. We're going to be building a beautiful shul, and uh, every shul could use to the building fund. That's always a mitzvah, and it should be uh, a tikkunah. It should, be, it should uh, help us, our participation in whatever building fund that, that we participate in should help us to participate in the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash Bimheir of Emenu. The Mazaltov on your Shekalim and on to Yuma, all about Yom Kippur. Mishnah Aleph, Shivat Yamim, seven days, Kodam Yom Kippur. And before Yom Kippur, Mafrishin Kohen Gadol, we take the Kohen Gadol, Mibeto, out of his house, Lishka Pohedrin. He lives in the royal chamber in the temple. And the idea here is we want to keep him away from Tuma, and we're also going to see that he learns how to do all the Avodo, becomes familiar with all the animals and what to do on Yom Kippur. Misha goes on, Matkinin lo, Kohen Acher Tachtav, we appoint a backup Kohen Godol, Shema Yarabo Pasel, in case the main Kohen Godol gets disqualified or Tame and he can't do the Avoda. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer Rabbi Yehuda adds, Af Isha Acheret Matkinin lo, we also prepare a backup wife, not necessarily married, but ready to get married. She has her dress picked out, Rabosai. Shema Tamut Ishto, maybe his first wife will pass away right before Yom Kippur or on Yom Kippur. Shinamar, and the Torah says, Vechiper Ba'ado, Uva'ad Beito. One of the key components of the Yom Kippur service we're going to see is the Kohen Gadol first atones for himself, tries to clean up his own act first before he tries to request atonement for Klal Israel for all the Jewish people. But not just him, it's Ba'adobad Beito. Beito zo ishto. A Beito, his house is his wife. As we know, a man can have a house without a wife, but it's not a home without a wife. We know that the efforts and the sacrifices that a wife makes for her family and her husband and her children is what really builds the house. As Chazal say, Chochmas Nashim Bonsa Baisa. The wisdom of a woman is what builds the house into a home.
So Rabbi Yehuda clearly endorses this concept as being based on these psukim. So we need a backup wife just in case the first wife would, God forbid, drop dead and the Kohen God will be without a wife because then he can't do the avoda. Amru lo, but the other sages said to Rabbi Yehuda, im ken, if you really require this, ein ledavar sof. Really, then you need a backup to a backup and a backup to a backup to a backup. If you're worried about people dropping dead all of a sudden, God forbid, lo aleinu, then really you're, you're being too worried. The lesson here is... It's admirable and good to take precautions. We want to avoid tumba. We want to do what we can, but we shouldn't worry that all of a sudden somebody's going to, God forbid, drop dead. We should be prepared for what might happen and not anxious about remote possibilities. Yashar Kochachem and be well. And Mazel Tov on your Shikalim.